0: Locus hey
1: everybody, thank you so much for joining us today at rg podcast this is isaiah diesel joined by my partner in crime darrington uh, darrington so uh we got a very special guest today locust and Locus is called out of my hometown which is bakersfield yeah so so darrington uh my hometown is called bakersfield california and it actually has some interesting etymology behind it um are, are you familiar with that i'm not well interested to hear uh, you know what a field is, there's like nothing in it, and you know what getting baked is, so you're getting baked inside of a field, and that's our hometown. So yeah, man, they That, being, that yeah. being said, uh, Locus, would you mind introducing yourself for us, please?
2: How's it going, y'all? My name is Locus Luciano, your favorite rapper's favorite cripple rapper, from Bakersfield, California, the land of where Represent. it's too hot, you know, and the air is too bad. I, uh, I,
1: really like I really like your oh, hair in America.
2: I really like your good looking. You know.
1: So, can you tell us very briefly uh, what it is you do,
2: and uh, uh, anything else you want to add? I make music, man. I uh, I do all kinds of things: produce, record, write. I, I'm just a, a man that does many things.
1: I think you told me you died whenever you were a kid.
2: So uh, I have cerebral palsy. I was a stillbirth. Stillborn, however you say it, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, man. I'm a street florist, if anything else. But uh, yeah, I was uh, a stillborn. I was born at care, excuse me. I was born at Memorial Hospital, and I came out basically non-responsive. And my dad was on drugs at the time of my uh, birth and threatened to throw my doctor out of the window if they didn't revive me. So they ended up uh, transferring me to KMC, where they incubated me for like eight months or something like that. And yeah. Pretty, pretty wild way to enter this world, you know. <laughs>
1: well,
2: wow. I don't remember none of it, so it's everybody else telling me that for all I know they could be lying.
1: <laughs> you, you probably have to be the first person who ever had their life saved by drugs.
2: No, no, that's not true. Lots of people have had their life saved by drugs. If you ever heard of DMT, we could turn this into the Joe Rogan experience real quick. But you
1: know. <laughs> Yeah. So, 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 and so right now, Can you tell just a little bit about what it is actually, cerebral palsy, if someone is not familiar with that, and kind of some of the challenges that you have with um, just physically?
2: So textbook speaking, um, cerebral palsy is supposed to be a black spot on my cerebral cortex, which limits my uh, motor function and cognitive abilities. I mean, I walk funny, but I'm pretty sharp upstairs, man, you know? Mm-hmm. So they say I have a revolving black spot because uh, every time I go for a CAT scan, it'll shift around, you know? I just figure they don't know what the hell they're doing and they just they need something to get paid. So I just, my legs just didn't develop right or whatever. I don't know. They, so they you, put more onto it than me, you know what I mean?
1: So so I have seen you, but I, I don't know. I guess you told me you're five six. I was going to say, I guess maybe I've seen you standing next to other people. It makes you look short. But five, six. That's how tall I am. That's how tall I am, though. So that's, I guess, that doesn't really say anything. But you, so is it just you have just difficulty taking steps, or is is there pain whenever
2: you walk? I mean, of course. I mean, that that's why I use cannabis a lot. Like I use THC oils, CBD oils, smoke weed, all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't like to do man-made carcinogenic uh, prescriptions for pain relief. I went down that rabbit hole one day, and uh, I ain't doing that again.
1: So we want to ask you some questions about not only your disability, because we don't want to focus on that. We want, really want to focus on how you overcome those, and also about your music and what inspires it. And uh, you ready? Let's get on yeah. this. Yeah, man. All right, so first thing is, the first question I want to ask you is, what is, or what inspires your music? You make like rap or country? Do you make country music?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's the hat, man. I definitely, Old Town Road all day. Now, I've, I've been writing rap music since I was around nine years old. Um, and like, I, I screwed up and answered all the questions ahead of time. When I was a youngster, when I was a kid, getting into music, I was inspired by all kinds of things, man. Tupac, Tech 9 ne Eminem, you name it, you know. I wanted to do what they were doing. But as I got older, I realized that it isn't people that inspires me, but it, it's uh, situations that inspire me we're all trapped in this crazy uh, it's like a sitcom now. Earth has become a sitcom. So I'm pretty much inspired by the sitcom of Earth. It's like well, <laughs> every day I wake up, I'm like, what's this episode going to look like? Mm-hmm. It's always some, something else crazy going on. So, so you like to write about the things
1: that you see. Um, I have heard, it's, very, it's been very interesting that I've heard multiple rappers refer to themselves in this way. They say that I'm like a reporter on the streets. I'm like, yeah, I'm just reporting on what, what I'm seeing, what's going on here.
2: Yeah, that's an accurate description of what we do, man. Uh, we just feed out what what our stimuli is. You know, I see a lot of crazy things. That's why I said Bakersfield, man. It's more than just heat and, and desert air. You know, we're like little L.A. over here. We, I mean, I just that's why I'm late at this interview. I had to go pick up the homegirls' kids. She lives by these crackheads and stuff. So she sent me over there to to go get them and stuff. And it's just tent city all all the way down, man. You can barely distinguish this place from Skid Row at this point.
0: So first of all, um, on on, on that point, you know, I I never really thought about it before. But y'all are kind of like the storytellers and bards like our ancestors had.
2: Yeah, like literally my job is to report things that I see in my community that the news ain't going to report on from our perspective. Right, because you you notice most of our elected officials or people in power, they're not of the of the lower side of society. And when I say lower side, I mean poverty. They they don't know what it's like to eat ramen noodles for a month straight because food stamps was cut off. And you know what I mean. They they don't know. Most right. of these people that report for the people aren't even of the real people. There's a How far more uh majority of poor people than people that are middle class or upper class. Mm-hmm. And I even the the. People that report on the, the poor stuff going on, they really kind of do it wrong a lot of times because there's more than just drugs and violence. You know, it's the, the everyday struggle to just survive, to be equal to other people is a, is a challenge, especially in this state. This is the most taxed state in the United States. You know, my property taxes for this house, I'm sitting there right now, cost costs me a lot. So it's like, you know, I, I could get me a five or six bedroom in the middle of, of Wichita, Kansas for half the price I got for this, you know?
0: yeah so what's what's on on that note because you've you've clearly sort of dedicated your uh good portion of your life to this um vocation of being the storyteller telling you know the story of of the real person um what what is is that kind of in line with um like the one of the most important things that we can do with our lives
2: no, like I, I screwed up and answered the question yesterday. <laughs> Honestly, the most uh, ha, the most important thing we could do with our life, in my opinion, is, is live it. There's a lot of people that exist, but they don't live. They have no idea what they want to do. Like I'm 33, and sadly, I got people twice my age that still don't know what they want to do with their life, and they're almost dead. Life expense, you know, expectancy is, what, 75 maybe? Mm-hmm. You got people in their 60s that still haven't figured it out. The trick is to live every day like you're not going to be here tomorrow. And I, I feel like that's what's most important with life. You know, we, we get invested in the future and all these goals and plans, and we don't even think for today. We don't know what today is going to bring. And we're, to answer the last question ahead of time, you know, we're powerless to dictate whether or not we have a good day or not. All I can do is control the energy I convey to you and to him. Like that's where, that's where my power stops. Yeah. Because after you, I don't know how the listeners that are going to tune into this will perceive me or perceive my answers to things or that my character, they might not like my hat. You know, they might not like that. I got my name chilling, you know, dripped out. They, they might not like that. I can't control that. All I can control is the way I respond to y'all and the yeah. energy I try to pass along to the people I, I actually talk to every day. That's that's as far as we can control. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: actually really good. It's yeah. actually what Darrington and I were, were talking about earlier. You caught the tail end of that. <laughs> uh, Darrington and I were talking a bit about God and a bit how how we process things if we're a believer or not believer and thinking about the here and now or, or as opposed to the afterlife. So I do want to ask you a question about your thoughts on God because we did briefly talk about this and you had some really, really interesting thoughts on God. So um, I wonder if you could give me your spill.
2: To be honest with you, uh... Christianity is so much like I don't know I believe in Yahweh I believe that there was two gods in the beginning Yah and way and at some point during Mesopotamian era or Pangaea, I can't really remember that. I'm not too good on the theology aspect of this but at some point we stopped referring to Yah and way as separate entities and they became one thing which was Yahweh right which is more kind of where my mind goes because why would an old god not be good enough for the new future um i have a lot of issues with christianity as far as like i mean jesus never had a church so if you're a christian who believes in jesus if you follow jesus's to be a christian is to be like christ if you're going to be like jesus why would you go to church (laughs) you know your church should be outside the walls that's why Mm -hmm. i like people that travel to different lands and do like the i don't know what it's called evangelizing or whatever you know like that seems more in line with what you're supposed to do. Um, I, I just, with all the bad stuff that happens in the world, I have a hard time believing that an all-loving supreme being, like, you know, would put all that together. I mean, because if I was going to create life, if you thought about it in the, se- in the sense, like, you're god, if you're going to create life, why am I, uh, I going to create a people that's just going to, like, plunder each other and take mm-hmm. advantage of each other for better gain for their mm-hmm. sentience? And then on the same hand, Like, since God is jealous, according to the Bible, and he wants all the attention, do I really want to go to heaven to, like, worship God for eternity? Like, you know, I barely like myself. I mean, I don't know if I want to spend eternity with some all supreme being on my hands and knees thanking him for life. That doesn't even sound like free will, which is a whole other topic we can get into. I don't believe in free will. We don't have free will. Um, That's a misnomer. We're, we're just like freedom. We have freedom right now, right? We don't have freedom. Like there's so much I can't do in, in this state of California versus other states in America that I could do. Uh, we have the illusion of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have so, real freedom. Uh,
1: so what is the hardest or most um, challenging thing about uh, living with your condition?
2: Uh, explaining to people that it, it's not that big a deal. I guess from like the human perspective of somebody that's never had any kind of like physical problem like that, they think it's a way bigger thing. That's why I like, I do a lot of interviews, man. And people tell me how I'm brave and inspiring and I'm kind of like head scratching over it. I don't want to take away the, the happiness that I bring them being a guy with a, a disability, you know, but it's not as big of a deal as they say to be. And that's why a lot of disabled people don't like me because they put extras on their life. You know what I'm saying? Like they, uh, they make it out to be more than it is. It's not that big a deal. Um, we're all disabled. We all have a disability. Um, some of us have social anxiety disorder, general anxiety disorder, back problems. We get uh, cluster headaches, high blood pressure, uh, obesity. Yeah, bald. Bold. I mean, thing, you know, male pattern baldness is a, is a real thing, you know. <laughs> like, it, it, we all got something wrong with us. thing is, is right. that mine is so physically evident that you'd have to be a moron not to realize something's wrong with me when you see me hobbling around going on stage or whatever I'm doing so I feel like because my um differences are so pronounced that it's a bigger deal to people than it really should be um and I've noticed that some people that have what I have or worse than me they milk that because they enjoy the attention that they get from it they enjoy the uh you know oh feel bad for me and in some ways they want to be the center of attention and I think for me that's my plight with it. Because I'm kind of the blend in the back room kind of dude. I had to go to an event last night, you know, and I I was like going out of my way to stay out out the way, but I just couldn't help it. People would come up to me and and it's cool. I love my fans. I love my followers, but I'm not an attention seeker. I don't want, I don't like limelight like that. I am. Yeah, I got, I got crooked legs. That's about all that my life is. It's not that big of a deal to me. The, The things that I've had to overcome that are simple, that other people take for granted, I don't even think about because humans take life for granted until it's their last day. I'm pretty sure everybody that lays on their deathbed lays there and goes, man, I should have done so much better with my life. I shouldn't have worried about all this crap that doesn't mean nothing, you know?
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, I-, I heard a pretty funny song that you did and you were rapping about having twisted legs or something like that. I thought it was pretty funny. Um,
2: the Plug Walk remix I did?
1: Yeah. So Is, yeah. is that kind of like your your um this is a bad expression but you're taking the legs out of your um disability like you're claiming it and you're
2: yeah I mean for me I was bullied a lot growing up as a kid you know and like I said I'm an adult now so my views have altered over the years as they will I mean 30 years from now I'll probably think 180 degrees different what I think today but as it stands right now I just kind of look at life like you know I'm a creator and I'm in a game where like you have to be fly you have to be masculine you have to be uh you know all these things and you know people don't embrace their problems like i'm stuck the way i am and there's nothing i can do there's no amount of praying to god or or any imaginary deity even we can make up a deity it doesn't matter Whatever is really in control of our sentient experience like if they didn't want me to have crippled up legs like i would have been normal like i was designed this way so i'm stuck this way i gotta make the best of my situation and I think that's all of us. Like I said, everybody has a disability. You know, some people are dyslexic. Some people can't read. You know, some people can't add. They can't do math. You know, there's so many variations of what disability is. So it's like, I guess for me, I know where I am. I know when I'm stuck in this meaty corpse, no matter what I do about it, till it's my time to check out. You know, and I don't plan on checking myself out. So whenever I'm supposed to go, that's when I'll get a different body or I'll ascend to the next dimension. We don't know what happens when we die till we die, you know. So, well, I don't know if I'm gonna be crippled up in the next life, but if I am, like, I got experience in this one, so it'll be nothing. It's like <laughs> just throwing on a different shirt, you know. Right?
1: Sorry. Oh god, this is freaking funny. It's it's.
0: That's uh, some wisdom writing... right there. No, it's not. It's not funny. That's why. No, we're not. I'm not. Yeah. I don't
1: think I'm laughing at you. I just think that's that's just hilarious the way that you dude.
2: My website is retarded bastard.com. You cannot <laughs> offend me. I don't get offended. I don't care. Like, you know, we're all stuck in the corpse. We didn't ask to be here. You didn't ask to be five, six, bald, doing this podcast with my deranged crippled ass. You're just here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I still can't grow a full beard. Like I'm 33. Like I there's all kinds of ailments and problems I could snivel about all day, but if you can't fix the situation, why are you gonna let the situation bother you? Right. That's why for me being a disabled artist of some sort, like I feel like my goal is just to show people that they're being dumb and they're putting too much emphasis on things that don't matter. Um, yeah. I, I think that's why other disabled rappers don't like me an artists period because their music is on the uh, perspective of what it's like to be them. And I'm like, I guess that's cool to get it off your chest, but how is that marketable? How's the average human to relate to your struggle they can't I don't know what it's like to have a bald head I don't I don't know what I look like bald I don't know if I would be happy with myself bald so I can't speak on a bald perspective because I don't know and you can tell me what it's like to be bald all day nicking your head trying to shave the spots that grow versus the ones that don't but I'll never understand your struggle unless I go bald and it's like oh I know what it's like to be bald now you know and uh I don't know people are just weird I guess I'm the weirdest one of them all who knows
0: I think that's very wise. We were just talking um, kind of. in, in a previous interview about perspective and, mm. um, you know, how you, you, it's really hard to get in somebody else's shoes
2: Yeah.
1: Like,
0: so that you understand because there's, there's so many things that you don't know about, right. you know, how their day went or right. what else is going on in their lives and stuff. Um, so I really, really appreciate that perspective. I appreciate the other side of that is like a lot of times we talk about being respectful and and navigating that landscape is really hard because, you know, you don't want to say something that's going to like be overly offensive. Um, you know, Isaiah and I have gotten in some uh, heated I, I discussions. I do it all the
2: time. I, I do it all the time. Me personally, I don't live to offend, but I speak my mind without a filter because, again, we could go back to the free will conversation. If I have free will like me like i said my website's retardedbastard.com some disabled people don't like the word retarded they don't they don't like my i have people that don't like me that are disabled because they don't like the way that i market i guess us in a in a nutshell but my my attitude is pretty archaic i'm i'm just like well, what are you going to do about it all you can do is clean <laughs> me out. you know
0: you were actually like took that exactly where i wanted to go with it which which is like is it more respectful to just be brutally honest? Um,
2: I honestly think respect, respect is such a heavy word, and I think it's misused a lot, just like love. Like, I, I drink a lot of coffee, man, but I'm not in love with coffee. I enjoy coffee. I like it a lot, but to love coffee, that that means that I like, I would protect coffee at all costs. Why would I protect an inanimate an an object at all costs? It's, it's the same thing with hate. Um, words get misconstrued a lot. And respect is, I think, one of the words that gets misconstrued because it's okay to be decent to somebody. Like I know based on the energy of a room I'm in, if I'm talking to somebody, if they don't want to hear profanity or the harsh reality of life, if they're the kind of human that uh, enjoys sugarcoating, I know that I'll have to pick and choose the way that I explain things versus talking to somebody who's a realist and who wants the bitter true meanness right off the flip uh, I could just speak my mind freely to them and even if it's something that that hurt, harms them in some way they're knowing that I'm not being malicious when I explain myself even if it's harmful it's the truth hurts man mm-hmm. the truth hurts and I don't hide behind the truth I would rather be hated for what I am than love for what I'm not personally that's just me um, I'm not trying to make friends with everybody and pander to their sensibilities like my parents are very brutally honest with me as a kid. And that's why I've grown into a brutally honest man. I don't think I would be as independent and a- as sustainable as I am. Like I work, like nobody paid for my house. I don't got rich family. I don't have a team of doctors that I haven't been to a doctor in 10 years. Cause I'm going to, I don't have kids who gives a shit when I die. It doesn't matter. You know, like when I die, that's my problem. Like I'm. I'm- nothing depends on my survival for me to live. So I-, I just have a whole different perspective than a lot of people. And I think. I respect people who respect themselves. And I think if you don't respect yourself enough to be brutally honest with yourself and the people you care about, then if you don't respect yourself, why should I do that? Why should I be someone to break my character and respect you? And you don't even have no self-respect. I would much rather tell you the brutally honest truth, especially if it's gonna spare you from going down the wrong direction. You know, I don't don't wanna see anybody get hurt, you know, or like I said, I don't maliciously go around explaining things to people. I, I genuinely like to explain things the way they are, like, tr- like the truth of my disability. It's not that big a deal from my perspective. I've been I was born like this. I don't know any other life outside of struggling to put on my shoes or walking around. You know, I'll walk 10 miles a day and, and stuff sometimes. And other people would have to stop and take a break. And I don't. I just look like I hurt more than they do. So they think I might have to stop or walk slower. It's all again, like we talked about perception. Perception is reality. So, you know, I perceive life to not be that challenging where other people see me walking around and they think my life's way harder than theirs, you know? And they, again, a lot of people that have a disability like me are very sensitive about it. Oh, I don't wanna talk about this or this is too personal. Like, and and you know, I nah, man, it, it is what it is. Like uh, to respect me would be to ask me an honest question and be direct about it and expect my direct response. Um, you know, not mattering how much I'm profane about it or how my perspective is. Because if if somebody asks me for an opinion, like, oh man, I want your honest opinion on this song. It's like, are you sure you want my honest Mm -hmm. opinion? Because it may be something you don't want to hear. I'm the kind of man Mm -hmm. where I like to hear stuff that I'm not expecting. So if I do wrong, for example, I love to be wrong because being wrong gives me the opportunity to be right. I know a lot of stuff, man, but I don't know everything. And the things I do know, I know well. You know, I speak from uh, experience. I, I research topics before I talk about them. I think not a lot of people do that. They, they have a herd mentality. We live in a generation and time where it's the most popular opinion is the genuinely accepted answer. And I, I don't agree with that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the truth is that thing you don't want to talk about, you know? Mm. And that, that to me is being respectful.
1: So, so, okay. So I have an answer to a question this, and this actually plays in... Well, of what you just said but do you think disabilities actually help people and I want to throw this out there because the way that you're speaking it's like it's kind of like you, you kind of do you, you feel like you would have a free pass because you're like you're disabled so you're like no one's going to want to go and make you know call you out or contradict you because then you could play the disability card you're being a you know, disability and I,
2: yeah sorry to cut you off I, oh, I do good. agree that the majority of people like I said I, as I walk around in my life, I'm not aware I'm disabled until other people bring it up to my attention. Because to, for me to walk around all crazy, just because it looks crazy to y'all, it don't look, it don't feel crazy to me. It's normal. This is normal to me. So, me bobbing around, I don't feel that I walk different than you because this is all I know. You know, it's the outside world that tells me that I'm disabled. If mirrors did not, not exist, cell phones did not exist, I would never know how my legs look compared to yours. I wouldn't know. Because even when I look down and walk, you know what I mean? To me, this is normal. So, like, that, you know, that's my sentient existence.
0: If I were to exhibit that kind of bravado, it would come across as antagonistic. Um, But I have to recognize that there there are certain privileges that I just, through, you know, accident of birth, have... And so if, if, I'm, if I'm walking around in the world and I'm, you know, shooting straight, I feel like that would be a very different, um, it would be taken in a very different way, just, just because of accident of birth, right? Uh,
2: maybe, I mean, but that's your perception on people's response to you. So mm-hmm. like, not to say you're even wrong, but you might be. Um, when I walk around and like a lot of people that follow me and stuff, like I have a lot of followers, man, and it freaks me out. I'm not uh, like most rappers. Most rappers, like, they bask in all of that. Um, for me, I, I'm confused. <laughs> most of the time when people come up to me because like, they expect me to, like I don't know, like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, they expect me to have like, this eggshell demeanor about life. And I, anybody can exhibit that. I would rather be a straight shooter and I'd rather the world shoot straight. Because see, there's no hidden hand with me. I don't got no hand hidden on, on my agenda. Like if I explain something or if I'm talking about something, it, it's from the heart, it's from the soul, whatever, whatever's in this meaty sack that that makes me feel compassion and feel compelled to be honest. Like, that's what I speak from. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that. They're afraid to walk around and speak to them, especially someone in my position. I'm not exactly a boxer. I don't. But I'll stand there and let you whoop my ass. I would much rather get beat down over my pride than to cower and live on my knees. That doesn't that doesn't suit me well at all. You know, I'd rather taste my own blood first. But not a lot of people have that mentality. A lot of people don't don't want to fight for what they believe in, I guess you could say. And I very much believe in everyone being honest with each other, even if it's brutally honest. Going back to what we were just talking about, like you know, that the world should do less pandering to feelings and emotions. That's why I don't really fit into PC culture because I can I can mm. disagree with every belief system you have and still respect your right to existence. You still have the right to feel the way you feel. I don't have like I don't even debate people about politics or religion and none of that crap because to me, you can't you can't disprove God. Just like you can't prove God. And so that's a stalemate conversation for me to get into. Because some mm-hmm. people have like a real reven- reverence for creator. They have like a they feel the presence of God within them, you know? Then some people don't know what that feeling is. They've never had that chill up their spine. They've never seen people speak in tongues, so they're in incom- You know that they, that they, they, I don't even want to say incompetent, but it, it's like they're they're unseeing of what it is. So how are they supposed to know? You know, everyone experiences this sentience differently. So I don't get into conversations or debates about things I can't change your mind on. You know, like politics. Some people are dead set in their political beliefs and then some people like me i'm a middle of the road kind of guy i don't i I don't affiliate with either side there's there's stuff i like excuse me from either side that i like and then there's stuff i don't like but instead of like uh speaking why i don't like Mm -hmm. something or whatever i kind of just let it be it is what it is if if i can't have a conversation with you to potentially change your mind or change my mind i won't even have the debate because if you're not willing to change your belief or change your opinion Why are we talking about it? Just to argue because we're bored? That's what it seems like for me. You know, I don't want to sit here and debate whether a God exists. We'll know when we die what's up there. It could be one black dream that none of us remember, or we could go to heaven with solid gold streets and pearly gates and some guy with a long beard like sitting on this throne among high and singing and we got to go praise and worship at two. And who knows? Who knows when I die, I'll figure it out. But like I said, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to debate things that I can't touch, see, smell like I'm just like politics. We don't know who's real. I know absolute power corrupts absolutely. So if you have absolute power to control millions and millions of lives, why would you be just? Why would you be true and virtuous? Uh, That would corrupt me. Anybody would be corrupted with all that power. Look at these Mm -hmm. huge celebrities. I'm friends with a lot of big name celebrities. I won't name drop, you know, that have millions and millions of followers you know you've seen some of the pictures on my social media with the people I know and it's like I always think like man what are do you doing? you're in their position like I trip out that I got 13,000 followers on IG that's 13,000 people that are gonna like buy something if I sponsor it or they're gonna tune into my video if I drop it or like this maybe I post this on my IG and it gets a hundred thousand views and like 80,000 of those people are mad at me because I'm saying it's easier to be disabled because it doesn't matter to me. Like I can't tell whether or not I'm disabled or not. It's the rest of y'all that tell me I am. You know what I mean? For me, I don't even know that I'm disabled. Like it's the world that informs me that I'm different. Like if it wasn't for for the world telling me that I would never even know. But maybe somebody gets offended by that. Like it's such a crazy thing uh, influence has. It's such a crazy thing celebrity has. Like that, that's, it's such a crazy amount of power. And I don't think people think of it in that construct, but I do. That's why I'm i am very mindful and careful about the topics and things that I'll dive into. I don't yeah. talk about current events or what's going on because my answer to all, that's pretty, pretty uh, macabre. You know, I have no children. I have no lineage. It don't matter what happens to this place when I'm dead. To me, it don't. Once I'm gone, what do I care about global warming or, or, the trash in space or the conflict between all these different uh countries like once I'm dead what do I care I I wasn't here during World War II I don't care who died during World War II I wasn't here I have not I'm powerless to change any of that that was history that was made before I was conceived you know what I mean I was born in 88 so it's like anything that happened prior to that I'm really powerless to have a a opinion on because who knows if that stuff's even true we don't know We just read books and learn knowledge from somebody who passed it down to us but who's to say they were even telling the truth man (laughs) you know we don't know we just take them at their word
1: right Uh, that's good locus um i would like to make a suggestion that you become like the official mascot of this podcast (laughs) because yeah darrington's laughing over there because like everything we talk about i'm a christian darrington's godless he's an atheist but we talk about things in a very respectful way in fact we were just talking right now for about an hour and a half and we were discussing a lot back it's just it's just it's the, the definition of irony that we're like saying almost everything that we you where i and i were talking about right Darrington? sure yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy we'll have to send you we'll have to post these videos simultaneously so you can watch them back to back because it's just hilarious that you're talking about a lot of stuff that we were talking about. But anyway, uh, I do want to ask you another question. If you could, uh, if you could snap your fingers like this and kill yourself, um, I'm sorry, kill yourself, dude. get you know, be 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 done with uh, the ailment, um, would you do that?
2: You mean like snap my fingers and be a normie
1: just like that? Yeah, I'm just trying to be PC myself. Yeah, I'm like, what <laughs> are you fighting? I care? love it. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's, <laughs> that's my I mean. term. My that's my term for people who don't know they have a disability. I call them normies. I don't know if that's a derogatory term. I mean, this is PC culture, so who knows? I get canceled every week. So <laughs> I God knows. I'm yeah, I don't doubt it. You know what I mean? The first conversation we had on the phone, I didn't even know you're a Christian. I'm just swearing, being my normal self, and then at the end you tell me that I'm like, oh shit. Well, uh, whoops, I, told, you know. I told you I
1: don't care, though. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Hey, some people I do.
2: You know, some people do, but the thing is, if I could snap my fingers and not be crippled up like I am, would I do it? Nah, for, for why? I already live a good life. Like, what, what would me having normal legs give me that me having crippled up legs that look funny when I walk give me? I mean, maybe I could ride a bicycle or take Taekwondo or, you know, I don't know, silly little things, but really, why would I do that? It's not up to me to decide how my life is supposed to be in that regard. I'm supposed to deal with the situation that, that is in front of me, and I'm supposed to walk these miles like this. It, like I said earlier, if I was meant to not have this, I wouldn't have it. I would be normal. I would be a track star or, or a, 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 I don't, – I don't watch sports either, man. I'd be a, a quarterback or something. You know, I, I would be doing something else. But that wasn't what my – wasn't the plan for me. The plan for me was to be like I am and try to make the best of what I have. And I think that's why I have a problem with a lot of PC views, because people want to change who they are to a detrimental amount. Now, nah, if I could snap my fingers and boop, be the normie, I probably wouldn't do it, because then I'm cheating whatever created me out of what I was supposed to be. You know, like, like oh, whatever God, I was supposed
1: s- to oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, God, you send chills in my spine.
2: Yeah, it's, it's oh. not for me to decide the life oh. I was supposed to live, like... Like I said earlier, all I can control is the energy that I, like at this moment, the energy I'm conveying to you two is all I can control. I can't control how your listeners are going to perceive me, sponsors, people from your church, people from his atheist group. They may not like me. Oh, he's a closet Christian. Or your friends might think I'm a closet atheist. Or I can't, I can't control that perception of me because these people were not supposed to receive me in any kind of positive way anyway. It's not my problem what other people think of me. Well, my only problem is what I do to other people, my response, like how do I respond to situations? Things that stimulate me in a negative way or a positive way, how do I react to them? That's literally all I can control. Everything else is not for me to control. It's not my problem. I'm just supposed to be sentient and live through it and, and try to coexist with it. That's why I said earlier, I don't have arguments, I can't win. I'm not gonna debate with you whether or not God was real. There's so much about the Bible I don't like I could sit here all day and poke fun at Christianity just for fun. But for what? All that's going to do is offend somebody who believes. Like I've seen people go to church and change their life. I know gangbangers and drug addicts where Mm -hmm. without the ideal of God Mm -hmm. in their life, they would fall apart. They would unravel because Christianity is the one thing that keeps them from backsliding into a life of crime, for example, or going back Mm -hmm. to prison or going back to the needle. So what kind of human would I be if I took that away from them or tried to disprove the one thing that keeps them grounded like some people need religion in order to function whereas some people don't and I, I feel like i'm kind of a middle of the road dude like i believe in something greater than what we are but falling in line with something that was man-made especially considering that there's so many books of the bible that were removed like one of my favorite books is the uh the book of judas a lot of people don't even know about the book of judas because it's not in the new king james version like it's not there you have to find it. The Book of Enoch is also an interesting read if you, if you mm-hmm. like to read about uh, theology yes. and stuff. But like that, uh, people on both sides of it will try to dispute or uh, refute whatever they can. And again, that's why I said for me, I don't, uh, don't want to change who I am. I was supposed to be Locus Luciano, the guy that founded retardedbastard.com. You know, the guy that says crazy stuff without, because I, I, there's no consequence for me. The worst thing you could do to me is kill me. And at, honestly, I was supposed to die at 12. I'm 33. I'm on borrowed time, homie. So if you're going to get it done, come do it. Like, that's kind of my uh, mentality in life. You know, if you're if you're supposed to be the one to check me out, then that's, that's how this is supposed to go. Whatever is supposed to kill us all, we'll do the job. You know, nobody lives forever. <laughs> However we're supposed to die, it's going to do it. It's going to be bad enough to take us out, you know? Hey, I don't know if that's going to be a, another human or it's going to be my... Uh, me smoking, I don't know if it's gonna be me driving a car. Whatever's supposed to kill me is gonna do the job, though, that's for sure. Hey, Lucas, uh, you know
1: I'm from South Korea, right? Or you know I live here. Oh yeah. You gotta be careful, oh, so, you have know, freedom of speech over there. Well, we do just a little bit. We got a little restrictions, but uh what do you got against Taekwondo, man? Come on now. You know, that's Korean. I,
2: well, no, I, I can kidding. tell you this. I was gonna say, I, I seen a fight one time when I was younger with a but a street dude and a guy that was like a brown belt or something and the brown belt got the brown beat up out of him he had brown in his pants too when he was done you know oh i don't i don't know in a real street brawl cuz i'm not exactly a fair fighter i'm not going to knuckle up with you with headgear on like if you come for me it's hair teeth and eyeballs like you know all yeah. a fair fight like you know <laughs> ain't no such uh, thing as a fair fight homie like
1: so so what would be the first, second, and third things you could do if you if you, if you gained <laughs> full use of your legs? Oh, well, like I said, I'd
2: probably, yeah, I'd probably do like some Taibo. Uh, you know what I mean? Taibo. Probably kickboxing or something, you know? Be a, be a track star, you know? Try to see if I could jump from building to building. I don't know. I never really put emphasis on what I could not do because, like, there's only a small margin of things that I can't truly do. Everything else that I've wanted to do in life, I've done it. Um, You know, I wanted to learn to produce at a young age. I learned how to do that. I wanted to learn how to record myself, how to write songs, how song structure works, how cadences work with voice, because, you know, you could read a a set of lyrics. You ever read Kurt Cobain's lyrics before? They don't make any sense. Mosquito, mulatto, you read it, you're like, what does this even mean? But then you hear the song and you're like, yo, that slaps. Um, It's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know, I learned all these skills already being disabled. So what I don't see what me being normal would do to better my quality of life. Because shit could always be worse than it is. You know, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. And, and I know that. So it's like, there's people that have what I have that can't talk. I've met people with cerebral palsy that are literal vegetables. They're laid up on the bed. They, they have no sentient existence. They don't speak. I don't know if they can hear. We assume they can hear because they have ears, but we don't know. You know, none of us really know. So I feel like, in the grand scheme of things, I'm already as normal as I was supposed to be. And for, like I said, for me to like snap my fingers and I'm a normie now, like that kind of just spits in the face of whatever put me here in the first place. Because I surely don't remember asking to be in this corpse, you know? I don't remember saying, hey man, I want to go to earth and, and as a, a dude from poverty who could barely walk. And I want to struggle for every small thing I've ever had. I don't remember doing that. You know, I, like I said, I don't remember, I, I don't think you, you ask God like, hey man, I want to I want to go to Earth and I want to be a South Korean missionary and I want to have a bald head and I have to deal with crazy, crippled people like Locus Sociano. I don't think you did that. It's just the situation you got placed into our paths crossed because they were either supposed to or it was just the way our choices led us to meet. Whatever, whatever happened, like that's beyond our control. You know, why, why change something? That, that's too much of a that's too much unhappiness. Like if you're not happy with who you are, that's that's problem number one. You got to accept who you are. Like And a lot of people these days don't want to accept the situation they're in. You can change a lot of things, but the most you can change is your perception of your life. You can't change actual facts of things, you know. But I, I ain't going to dive too much into that because I ain't trying to get canceled for this podcast, you know.
0: You know, is there anything, what, what could we do today to make tomorrow better than yesterday?
2: Start living for today and stop worrying about tomorrow. For all we know, sitting here on this podcast. A giant comet could come around the sky right now. Just think about that comet that landed in Russia. What was it, 2018? You know, we didn't even see that shit coming. It blew out all these windows at this building and harmed a bunch of people. We had no idea it was happening. I see you can go on YouTube and watch the video of it. There's a dash cam of some dude just driving over a bridge. And there's this great big ball of fire that comes out of nowhere and smacks the ground and blows out all these windows. And there's so much damage and catastrophe Look at the collapse of that that building, that unfortunate thing that happened in Florida, where that 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 uh, condo or whatever it was collapsed, and all those people perished. Like they didn't check into that overpriced motel room thinking it was going to cost them their life. Um, they don't. They didn't know. If they would have known that shit was going to collapse on them like that, you think they would have got a room there? Hell nah. Or at least they would have got a room up at the top floor or something, so they got more of a chance to crawl out the rubble. You know, like we don't know. we we're, we're not. We don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. So really. Tomorrow starts with today, like the the meetings I have today are going to impact tomorrow and the rest of the week. You know, I have a lot of major things coming up. So it's like, however, those things go are going to impact the day after that. But it's my the way I conduct myself during today that's going to affect tomorrow. If I got on here and half asked the interview with y'all and just gave mediocre responses instead of what I really thought, maybe that would have been like, oh, his interview was kind of boring. Maybe somebody sees his podcast. I don't know. Maybe somebody with money that wants to throw some bread behind me, for example. And because I was so articulated with my responses, that will increase my success in another endeavor I don't even know is coming for me yet. Everything we do today impacts tomorrow. So if we're going to change tomorrow, like the best thing to do is start with today. You know, I don't live in the future like that because the future ain't promised, just like the past. I mean, I don't give a damn about what happened yesterday. It's not like I can hit some button and go back and, oh, man, let me me fix this error. I can't. Whatever happened yesterday happened yesterday. Whatever's going to happen today is all I can affect. That's it. I can only affect now. I can affect today. That's it. In hopes of a better tomorrow. Hopefully the things I do today make my tomorrow a better place than it was today. That's that's the hope every day to do better than you were doing yesterday. And that's literally all we're in control of. That's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's a good answer.
1: First time Darrington came on, he like stole the show from me. And so I asked him if he'd join me as a podcast. So I think I'm going to have to boot Darrington out and replace you with him. No, I he's... like
2: him, man. I, I like atheists. I'm down with atheism. I am um, just like I like Christians. I like I'm, both.
0: I'm converted. Uh, look, so you you converted me during this session. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna quit Isaiah. I quit, and I'm gonna go do something with my life that's meaningful.
2: So yeah. Hey man, what, what you're doing is meaningful. You don't even know yet. You, you might be saving someone's life and you don't even yeah. know. It.
0: That's true.
1: Darrington has the hair. You, you could do some corn rolls. Maybe you could yeah. teach him how to rap.
2: Oh, it's it's not hard. Dog, frog, log. You're a rapper now. It's easy. man.
1: <laughs> so Lucas, um, so you told us about your website. I'm wondering if you could tell us any social media you have or any upcoming projects that you'd like to plug.
2: Yeah, uh, actually, I have an album dropping on Sunday. Eight oh eight. I got eight oh eight and DMT. As I said earlier, I like psychedelic drugs. I guess if I was religious, that would be the religion that I'm part of. Um, I am Cherokee native, and I'm from the Paint Clan, so we're the medicine people in my tribe. Um, so I'm all about psilocybin and things like that to expand consciousness. I guess you could say not a very Christian idealism, I'll admit, but you know, most of the Cherokees I know are Christians and stuff like that. But I do have an album coming out, 808s and DMT. It'll be on all major platforms uh, August 8th. And I got a bunch of interviews and stuff coming up. And I'm hoping to get my first actual placement this year. Um, There's a couple of tracks I have submitted for some major movies. So hopefully I land something that's in the cards for me, you know what I mean? But if not, I keep it pushing. I will say, shameless plug, if you want to hear my stuff, you can go on Pandora, YouTube, Spotify, everywhere, man. You can listen to it for free. You don't have to buy my stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't have to pay me. Like, no, I'll get mine on the kickbacks and residuals. Us artists independently, especially, we get a 17th of a cent for every stream. So if 17 people play my song, I get a penny, basically. You know what I mean? This isn't a, isn't a rich man's game, really.
1: So you, you mind if we, uh, we put one of your songs in here at
2: the end? No, yeah, I don't care. I own the rights to all my crap. If they flag your stuff, send, uh, send me an email. I'll cuss them out. All
1: right. I own all
2: the, all the rights to everything I do. I don't have a yeah, no, like, hidden, hidden hand behind me.
1: Hopefully if you have some kind of um I'll have to find something that doesn't use very many profanities. But... but
0: you blew me away, man. Thank you yeah, so much really. for your time, energy today. Yeah, I, I was, can't plug you enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's Like I really don't say this much, but um yeah, you you have you, definitely blown me away. If you've blown to you blown Darrington away, you've definitely blown me away because <laughs> D- Darrington's a little bit more cerebral than me. And um, maybe he channels in all the energy from all that. But see, you see that puffy hair he has in the back? Of- That's how you know life's not fair, man. I'm the Christian. Darrington's the atheist. He got all the hair. So well, see, you, you
2: converted to God, and he took your hair away from you. You know yeah. what I noticed about Christianity is, like, the more you're faithful to God, like, the harder life seems to be for you. Because yeah. there's always the challenge of the enemy or whatever it's called. You know? yeah you know maybe it's easier to sorry oh no go ahead i I was just saying maybe it's easier to to not be christian maybe you get blessed easier because you know the devil's only job according to christianity is to take you away from god because i don't think hell is a literal lake of fire i think hell is supposed to literally be the eternal separation from god so you know i mean in that construct maybe Him being an atheist is why he's not bald. Maybe if he started going to church, his hair would fall out. Who knows? We don't know, man.
1: Well, I will tell you this. That is totally true. Um, I, I was actually just incredibly crazy ironic that you wind up showing up late. So we did an interview before you, and we were talking about religion keeping people from doing things that they would maybe do otherwise. And Darrington and I had a long talk about this. We'll have to send you a link to that. But um, but, but yeah, my life literally, <clears throat> literally locus got about 10 times harder after becoming a Christian. Prior to being a Christian was just drugs and traveling and women and prostitutes and gambling. Now you're talking,
2: and now you're talking my life. Now, now I'm talking I'm your talking. life.
1: And, and after becoming a Christian, there's been lots of days where just with absolutely nothing. And, and after I became a Christian, actually, um, I deleted 5,000 photos of me all over the world of my former lifestyle. And I threw away all my trinkets and all my, everything I'd gathered, all the money that I got, all the postcards, all my ticket stubs. I had everything. I put it in a box and I tossed it in the trash i wanted to cut my life from that from that past that i had but my life has definitely not been easy since i've become a christian it's been a lot harder but it's been a journey that i wouldn't trade for anything in the world um it's it's brought me it's united me with my wife and we have a daughter now and uh yeah. she was born right in the olympics and uh yeah you know that being said uh i i have to make you insist right now we're going to do a round two all right, we got to do around yeah. two. Look, we are have to come with some better questions next time. I don't even don't even think we've really even scratched the surface of you. So I think we need to do this again. Run it back. Yeah,
2: I don't even like it, most of the interviews that I do. What's funny is like I did an interview with the homie Zilo, Shout out to Contrast Uncut, and he had like a string of uh, uh, questions for me too, and we didn't even end up like utilizing it because it was just such a free form conversation. Because he, he's like me a lot, but he's got a lot of other differences. Like a lot of people, especially in my industry of entertainment, are tapped into like the social stuff going on, and I, I don't, I don't care. Um, right. Like I, I, you know, so it, it's easier for me to just do a free form conversation anyway because yeah. it's hard to write down questions and be like, well, what do you think of this? Especially because my answers pretty much bleed in together. Like nothing matters as much as we think it does. Like we put too much emphasis on things we can't control anyway yeah well um
1: we're going to put your links to all your social media and since you like starbucks we're going to go ahead and send you out a starbucks card and we want to thank oh, you shit. Again for Good joining looking. Us. and uh, that being said we want to thank you for joining us and check out our website at www.rgpodcast.com you can also check us out instagram facebook uh spotify all that stuff all that jazz youtube And in case you're not subscribed, please do so. Leave us a comment below about what you thought about this interview. This has literally been my favorite interview. So tell us what you thought about this interview or what you'd like to see us talk about another interview. And again, thank you for your time. And uh, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Lucas Luciano. La, la, la.